1: good thing to give thanks to the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen.
0: (laughs) So that's what we're going to do, people. In the beginning of this show, we're going to give thanks to the Lord using Don Moen's and song. Thank you, Lord. So feel free to share this out for a minute, and then we're going to get into some news. That's right, people. We're going to talk about good news. The good news of the resurrection, as well as some political stuff, as well. So... Thank you for joining us today on Bible News Radio. For all you've given to me.
1: For all the blessings that I cannot see. Thank you,
0: thank you Lord. Yeah, thank God. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Is that loud enough, Randall? With a grateful heart. With a song of praise. Thank you so much that outstretched arm I will bless your name Thank you, Lord I just want to thank you, Lord Thank you, Lord I just want to thank you, Lord Thank you, Lord Okay, so put in the chat what you're thankful for today i know i'm thankful for a lot of things airplane rides are fun for all you've done in my life you took my and gave me your Thank you Lord. all right Sean's thankful for life Thank amen brother Lord. i am too Sin in my shame. Thankful that he did that. Oh my gosh. You took my sickness and healed all my pain. Thank you, Lord. I'm thankful for Periscope. Thank, Thank you, Lord. And YouTube, yeah, I am. With a grateful heart, with a song of praise, with an outstretched arm. Here we go. I will bless your name today. Thankful for Bareface. Bareface is thankful for stuff. He has to be. (laughs)
1: Indeed, thankful that God's mercies are new every morning. Um, Just so many blessings that, you know, too many many to count it, even though the the old hymn uh, recommends that we count our blessings, count them one by one. And see right. what God has done, and He's done quite a few things. I mean, if you're, well, the fact that you all are watching, <laughs> you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: now and listening, perhaps gives you the ability to, the ability to do those things. Blessing, and you know, each each day is a gift that I'm thankful for, right. chance to do it all over again. Because in the previous day, there are some things I definitely could improve on. Some of the things that uh, you know did well and would like to repeat, and uh, every you, day is a day of a,
0: heart. Uh,
1: of a chance to grow in my relationship. Here
0: we go. Oh, thank you, Lord. Yes. I just want. I posted in my Daily Disciples Facebook group this question. What's some good news? Share so we can all rejoice. And I actually show that 16 people, 16 people saw that post where I asked people, what is some good news? Share, share so that we can all rejoice. I'm going to read you the responses that were left. Oh, wait, there wasn't any responses left. Really? Okay, people. There. That's a, that's a Fitch slap that, you know, I illegally just used. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, this reminds me of, <laughs> this reminds me of, um, I gotta turn that down, right? Turn this down? Yeah, turn
1: like, the
0: phone's down. Down that one? Okay. That, that reminds me of when Randall and me were doing Good News, what was it, Good News Monday? <laughs> <laughs> yep. And nobody tuned in. Everybody likes to complain about stuff, but very few people like to actually be thankful. And I here wouldn't I am say now nobody
1: compl- tuned in, but certainly
0: I was like a tiny
1: fraction. Everybody of complains.
0: There's no good news, and so here we are trying to do a whole show on good news, and like nobody tunes in. It's like snoozeville. Like hit the snooze oh. button. This is so boring. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Anyway, that's one of my pet peeves right there. But anyway, um, but. All that to say, we have so much to be grateful for. I mean, we really do. Yeah, I know it's not Thanksgiving time. We're not doing 30 days of thankfulness, are we? Because here it is, April. (laughs) Yeah, I'm mocking people that do that. But I have to share, um, you know, I've had a very long two weeks. Super long. (laughs) Probably longer than normal just because of all the traveling I did, which was a lot for me, I mean it's huge. One thing about me, if you if you really know me, one one thing one thing about me is I am a homebody. I love my house. I love sitting on my couch, looking out my window, looking at my birds, and reading a book. True story. That's me. Or being on the computer. I that is me. I am one of the most boring people in the world. You can ask Randall. He he knows. He's like oh. You know, but over the last, oh, I don't know, probably, well, seven years, really, it's been in the last four years, I really, really, really have jumped out of my comfort zone big time. Uh, you know, and even doing networking, you know, to, to network and talk to people about Legal Shield and ID Shield and stuff. I have to tell you, I go to these networking groups. I've set a goal for myself to do two a week, which I did both mine yesterday after I came home from California. And I'm just telling you, it. you know, even though I I would much rather be at home sitting in my sweatpants and my sweatshirt, curled up with a blanket around my shoulders, (laughs) sitting with a book, you know, I don't watch TV, so, you know, TV isn't my thing, but, you know, a a book or, you know, just do something relaxing. You know, I've gotten out of my comfort zone, a big, huge comfort zone, and I've jumped you know, into the public networking scene and, um, went to California by myself, actually all by myself. I went there all by myself. I drove around all by myself. Uh, of course I did see one of my best friends in the whole world. A couple of them, actually, both of them. In fact, I saw Vicki and I saw Jennifer while I was there, but you know, it was still by myself. You know, I slept by myself, you know, And, um, you know, and it was really, it was, it was, it was a big deal to me. It was a big deal. And so one of the things that I'm thankful for is the stretching, uh, the opportunity to grow, you know, even at 50 years old, it's like, okay, the Lord's still stretching me and growing me and, and stuff. And yesterday we had this experience, I guess, did we go, we went voting after the show, right? Or did we go voting before the show?
1: We, we went before.
0: Oh, yeah. We went before. Okay. So I had a guest yesterday, so we oh. didn't get to talk about this. So I got to tell you what happened. So yesterday, um, it was election day here in Spring Hill. Um, we, were, we were voting for city aldermen or in other parts of the country. It's called the city council members. And anyway, my neighbor was running for a seat. And so Randall and I, we were like, yeah, we're obligated to go. We got to go vote, but you know, it's no obligation. I love to vote. I've, I don't, I do not think I've missed one time voting. And since I was 18, I don't think I've missed one, one, um, one time anyway. And so Randall and I, we go to vote, approximately almost 1500 people in the whole city showed up to vote. But while we were there there was this lady sitting behind um the table this elderly label lady she turned out to be 81 years old and um she had a paper plate sitting there and it had some hershey kisses on it and um some crackers that apparently she had seasoned remember this is the south and so she's sitting there with her snack plate and i'm like ooh there's chocolate (laughs) hey i love chocolate I'm not gonna deny it, okay? Just look at me, okay? Anyway, so I looked at her and I said, and there was probably ten Hershey's kisses sitting on the on the plate, okay? So I said to her, I said, "Can I have?" I said, "Can I have one of those Hershey's kisses?" And she she, she said, "Sure, honey, go ahead." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." And, and she said, "Would you like a cracker too?" And it was a it was a regular Saltines cracker, but that she had actually um, seasoned with special spices and stuff. And at first I was like, no, I don't want the cracker. I just want the chocolate. And she's like, no, 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 go ahead. Try it. Try the cracker. And I said, okay. So, th- and this was as I was signing in to go vote. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and, and, uh, um, I'm going to go ahead. And I'm going to, I'm going to eat the cracker too." So I, I, I put the whole cracker in my mouth and it was so good. I was mean, like, oh my gosh, wasn't it good? bareface? So yes. anyway, so then she, she's, she, so then I had to go vote and she, She's like, have you ever heard of white trash? And I, and I said, no, not as far as the food goes. I've never heard of it. She goes, oh, I have some over there. And she pointed in that direction. She's like, I'll go get you some. Come back here after you vote. I said, okay. So I, so, so, so crowded. Not There was barely anybody there. So I go and I go vote. It took me all of two seconds to do that. Because um, there's, what, five, four people to vote for? Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. I think yeah, I think there was only four people to vote for. Anyway, so after four, I got,
1: four offices.
0: Okay, yeah. So then I go, I go vote, and then I walked back over to this. Her name was Ruby. I, I found out later, and and she she comes over and she has this plate. Let's pretend this is the plate, and on it there was two pieces of chocolate German chocolate cake. She had put um, this, uh, what do you call it, white trash. I guess, which is chocolate covered checks mix and stuff. And, and then some crackers that she had seasoned. And so anyway, we were talking and she's like, Ooh, go ahead and try that. She said, the only thing is you got to share it with your husband. And I'm like, okay, I don't have a problem with that. So I'm standing there and, um, this woman, she's like, I'm 81. How old are you? And I said, well, I'm 50. And she's like, wow. She goes, you know, you don't look it. And I go, well, thanks. I see you don't look it you want either. And and she goes, do you want these recipes? I'll mail them to you. I go, well, will you email them? She's like, no, I'll just mail it to you in the mail. I said, okay. She goes, what's your address? Do you live in Spring Hill? And I said, well, yeah. I actually just got done voting here because I'm a Spring Hill resident. <laughs> she had just signed me in to vote.
1: <laughs> it wasn't her.
0: No, no. Well, but she was sitting next to the person that did. Right. Anyway. So for about I don't know ten fifteen yeah. minutes, this this lady as sweet as pie, just you know talked to us about food and and said she was gonna send us these recipes and everything and she just kept telling me I'm so sweet. Because and, you are. Well, well, and it's funny. Cause so I said to her, I said, okay, I just have to ask cause every every time somebody the sign
1: says so. Right I know, there. but every
0: time every time somebody says I'm sweet, it makes me laugh because I'm not trying to be sweet. I'm really not.
1: It just comes that.
0: <laughs> so I asked this lady. I said I said, "Okay." Cuz I was humored by that point. I was like completely humored that this lady is not only giving me all this food and these these treats and stuff, but you know, I said to her, I said, "Okay, I just have to ask. What is it about me <laughs> that makes you think I'm sweet?" And she put her arm around me and she said, She goes, You just have a radiance and a joy and a like almost anointedness about you that you're so sweet. And I told her, I said, you know, I do host a radio show called Bible News Radio. I pulled it up on my phone so she could see it. And I said, you know, my moniker is sweet and lovable. I said, I don't know why. I don't know why that is, but it just cracks me up. It must be. It's totally God. It, and it is God. And so one of the things that I laugh about, and I'm actually, and there is a point to this, is, is one of the things that I find good news and I rejoice about is the resurrection power of Christ because 30 years ago I was a very angry young woman I mean I just got done talking to a lady a a girl she's 23 a little little while ago for uh, for an hour I talked to this young woman in in Quebec Canada earlier and she was 23 and I was looking at her and I'm thinking you're just a baby (laughs) you're just a little you're just a kid you know and of course this 81 year old I'm just a kid but still you know Um, I remember the dark days of my life. I remember the darkness. I remember the anger. I remember the, the angst and the anxiety and the fear that encompassed my life. I remember it like, you know, it was yesterday and sometimes it does, you know, the enemy likes to kind of come in and creep in sometimes to get me, but you know, I, I remember that. And so 30 years later, now that I'm 50, you know, and all these people all over the world, and I'm not trying to be funny, but because it is people literally all over the world tell me this. I'm, I'm like, (laughs) just laughing because I'm like, I don't feel sweet. I don't even know that I really am that sweet, but, um, it reminded me of the story In John chapter 11 which I'm going to read the whole thing because this is a famous story in the Bible and Easter is coming up right and I know we haven't talked about the word very much lately and we should uh, but listen to this John chapter 11 verse 1 it says here now a certain man was sick yeah he was Lazarus of Bethany the village of Mary and her sister Martha it was the Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair whose brother Lazarus was sick. Now, I don't know about you, but I love that story of Mary when she did that. It's one of my favorite stories in the whole Bible. I just love it. So the sisters sent word to him saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick, right? Now, the Lord Jesus loved Lazarus, and so it was kind of cool that they refer to him that way. But when when Jesus heard this, he said, he said, this sickness is not to end in death, but for the glory of God, so that the Son of God, may be glorified by it now jesus loved martha and her sister and lazarus so when he heard that he was sick he then stayed two days longer in the place where he was now i know people immediately pounce on that well what kind of god is that jesus you know you 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 know stay stay back two days and like who cares lazarus was sick you know anyway well it says here in the previous verse Verses in verse 4, but for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified by it. There's a hint. Anyway, um, then after he said to his disciples, let us go to Judea again, the, dis- the disciples said to, said to him, Rabbi, the Jews uh, were just now seeking to stone you, and are you going there again? And Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night... He stumbles because the light is not in him. This he said, and after he he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go so that I may awaken him out of sleep. Now, again, you know, this is, you know, to the normal ear, you would be hearing just that. Lazarus went to sleep. He was sick. He went to sleep. And I'm just going to go wake him up. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> You know, who does that, right? Like, who walks around and says, oh, yeah, so and sick, you know, they just fell asleep. I'm going to go over to their house and wake them up. Um, that's not what it meant. But anyway, then the disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now, Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he was speaking of a literal sleep. Rightfully so, right? So Jesus then said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Therefore, Thomas, who is also called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go so that we may die with him. (laughs) Interesting comment from from Thomas. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Uh, Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. Martha, therefore, when she heard that Jesus was coming, went to meet him, but Mary stayed at the house. Mary's kind of like me, a homebody. (laughs) Martha then said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. And Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he'll rise again in the resurrection on the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Let's go back. Let's just go back for a minute. So Martha knew that Lazarus was going to rise from the dead in the end of the days. Let's just call it that way. But Jesus said, and I I bring this up because, you know, Easter's coming up and we're going to talk about the resurrection of Jesus. But I bring this up because I've been thinking about it all morning. Off and on. And I have to tell you, how many other living people in history ever refer to themselves as the resurrection or the life, for that matter. I mean, think about it. We have all these competing worldviews in the world. We have, you know, Islam with Allah. We have Gandhi. We have Buddha. We have Muhammad. We have, you know, people who say that they're witches. I mean, we have all these different worldviews. And how many of them ever said that they were the resurrection and the life? The resurrection, though, in particular. So Jesus said to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. And he who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Do you? Do you believe it? This is so important to think about. And she said to him, yes, Lord, I have believed that you are the Christ, the son of God, even he who comes into the world. And when she said, when she had said this, she went away and called Mary, her sister, saying secretly, the teacher is here and he's calling for you. Of course, the question is, was he really calling for her? I don't really see that in the text or whatever, but whatever. Anyway, and when she heard it, she got up quickly and was coming to him. Now, Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were, who were with her in the house and, and in consoling her, when they saw that Mary got up quickly and went out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep there. Therefore, when Mary came where Jesus was, she saw him and fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and was troubled, and said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. There you go, right there. Easy verse to memorize. John eleven thirty-five. 35. So the Jews were saying, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man also from dying? <laughs> do you love the flip-flop attitude here? So Jesus, again, being deeply moved within, came to the tomb. Now it was a cave, and a stone was laying against it. And Jesus said, Remove the stone. Martha, the sister of the deceased, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be a stench, for he has been dead for four days. You know, and Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they removed the stone. Then Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people standing around, I said it so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. It was probably louder than that, but you know, I'm trying to be dramatic here. Anyway, the man who had died came forth bound hand and foot with wrappings, and his face was wrapped around with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Therefore, many of the Jews who came to Mary and saw what he had done believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them the things with Jesus, which Jesus had done. Therefore, the chief priests and the Pharisees con- convened a council and were saying, What are we doing? For this man is performing many signs. If we let him go on like this, all men will believe in him. And the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. But one of them, Caiaphas, I knew, who was high priest that year, said to them, you know nothing at all, nor do you take into account that it is expedient for you that one man die for the people and that the whole nation not perish. Do you understand what they're saying here? I know Bearface does, but do you guys, do you understand what was just said? Because this is a very powerful thing. I believe it's prophetic, actually. Um, because they knew, but they didn't know that he was the Messiah. And anyway, so it goes on here. Now he did not say this on his own initiative, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus was going to die for the nation and not for the nation only, but in order that he might also gather into one, the children of God who are scattered abroad. So from that day on, they planned to kill him. Right. Therefore, Jesus no longer continued to walk publicly among the Jews, but went away from there to a country near the wilderness into a city called Ephraim. And there he stayed with the disciples. Now, the Passover of the Jews was near and many went up to Jerusalem out of the country before the Passover to purify themselves. So they were seeking for Jesus and were saying to one another as they stood in the temple, what do you think that he will not come to the feast at all? Now the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that if anyone knew where he was, he was to report it so that they might seize him. Meanwhile, there's a dead guy named Lazarus that was walking around living. And Mary and Martha, (laughs) the siblings of Lazarus, imagine, you know, and I've said this before, if you're new, maybe you haven't ever heard me say this, but I have, you know, I believe God gives us the sanctified imagination. I believe that he gives us ideas and he gives us insight. And I often like to think about this story because Jesus is the resurrection. Of course, the religious people wanted to kill him because of it. Like they wouldn't think that he could do that himself to himself. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Hey, by the way, I'm the resurrection of life. Even if you kill me, guess what? I'm coming back anyway. Hint, hint, here's an example. Lazarus was dead. Now he's back. Just so you know, that was me that did it. Could you imagine go on a trip? If Lazarus and Mary and Martha were having a potluck at their house, maybe, maybe they were, who knew, but they were having dinner maybe 10 years later, who knows, and they're having this meeting, they're having Passover bread and everything, and maybe there was a new child born who had never seen his uncle Lazarus, or, you know, his father, who who knows if Lazarus was a father or not, I don't know, but anyway, and... They're having a conversation. And then one day, Lazarus says, Hey, by the way, did I ever tell you about that time that Jesus, Yeshua, actually called me back from the dead? What? What do you mean? Yeah, and Mary and Martha, they start chuckling because they're like, Yeah, I was there. <laughs> and the Jews were not happy that day. Just saying. Oh, really, Lazarus? Can you tell me more? What was it like? Well, you see, one day I was in paradise. Next thing you know, I'm bouncing out here. I'm all bound and everything because Yeshua called my name and told me to come forth. And uh, and then I heard him say, hey, unbind that guy, unwrap him, to which I was super grateful because I couldn't breathe at that point. <laughs> so Mary and Martha, you know, the disciples, they're coming out. They're like, okay, we're going to go ahead. We're going to, we're going to unwrap him and see what happens. (laughs) What what do you think the first words were of Lazarus? (laughs) It doesn't record it. Not unless it's in another gospel, but I don't think it actually records it. And I'm thinking, I wonder how I would have felt if I was Lazarus and that happened to me. And yet, here's the good news, you guys. The good news is, it will happen to us. It will happen. To those of us who who are buried and we die in in Christ, we are going to come back. We're going to live again. You know? And it's because Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me should not die. Right? And I don't know about you, but that is the hope. You know, I have a friend on Facebook uh, who just, who who shares stuff with, with friends. Um, and he's a free thinker, right? And he was sharing this quote earlier and I, I read it and I chuckled as I read it. I was like, okay, I am going to comment on it. But he's a, he's a free thinker and meaning he doesn't believe in God at all. He, he's super uber scientific and really logical, but he doesn't believe in the Lord. And I'm thinking, dude, if you're really a, th- a free, free thinker, you would actually, try to disprove the Bible, because then you would see how great it is and how scientific it is, how it's a miracle book, right? And it tells these great stories that actually happened, right? I mean, this actually happened, you guys. Lazarus came back from the dead. He truly did, you know, and and it was a foreshadowing of Jesus coming back from the dead, because Jesus, if you think about who he really is, it will kind of freak you out, right, Bareface? If you really think about who who Jesus is, the miracle maker, the man who rose from the dead. If you really really think about Jesus, it can kind of freak you out a little bit. I mean, I know it freaks me out cuz I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking, okay, he raised Lazarus from the dead and next and he said I am the resurrection and the life and I'm like, okay. Yeah, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I think Don't that, mess with him, you know what I mean?
1: I think that's just kind of off on a tangent. I think that's often gets confused because, you know, Martha says, well, I know he will rise again in the resurrection, like it's an event. Right. And people think about eternal life and, and that's something that, you know, they're going to achieve either through, you know, their, their ritual, the relationship, the religion, something like that. And whereas Yeshua tells Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. It's not this event it's not something you know out there on the horizon it's it's this religious event or or you know spiritual achievement it's not it's not a thing it's 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 a person um and is and as john writes in his first epistle to his audience that god has given us eternal life and this life is in his son he who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have life. It's not a thing. It's not an achievement. Its eternal life isn't isn't a standalone thing in theology. It's something that is the the benefit, the the outcome of having a relationship with the Messiah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, That's very cool. Well, I just thought I'd bring that story up because, you know, when I ask in my daily disciples group, what's some good news? And not one person t- say- says anything. I'm thinking, people, are you reading your word? Are you seeing <laughs> the good news in there? You know, are you thinking about the growth in your own life? That's why I spent all that time talking about myself, you know, earlier. Because, because, you know what? I'm not the woman I used to be, you know. Bareface actually watched the transformation over 30 years almost. You know, so it's very cool. Anyway, I know Randall has the story he wants to share and, uh, and I should say hi to everybody that came in. Thank you guys for coming in. I see you all, all, all of you, the handful that's here, uh, Marlene and Sean, Melanie, Mia, Jonathan, Hey, and Rob, Jonathan, you haven't been in here in a while. Nice to see you. <laughs> Glad you're here. I just messed my hair up too. Just so you know. Oh, also, I got to tell you one other thing that I thought was absolutely hilarious. You guys will find this funny. When I visited my friend Jennifer, we went to Kinko's one evening. And um, the guy that was waiting on us, Kinko's is a print shop, in case you don't know, in California. I don't know where else it is in the world. It's not in Tennessee that I know of. But anyway, the the kid that was waiting on us, you know, he's like, well, where are you from? I'm like, Tennessee. He's like, did you go there to retire? And I, I go, did you? I turned to Jennifer. I said, did he just say that we look old enough that we're retired? I was like, "Uh oh, (laughs) I guess when you're 50, I guess you're close to retirement. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, that made me laugh. That was for free. (laughs) Did I tell you that, Randall, that the guy said that?
1: Yeah, you did, <laughs> but was that before, after you identified yourself as a retired therapist?
0: I, I don't think I mentioned that I was a retired therapist.
1: Okay, I know that's something you often. Yeah. Say. Well, anyway. not often, not like every other sentence or no. Either. I think
0: he thought because I have whitish-looking hair. Mm. Mm. Me and Jennifer thought oh. it was funny. Yeah. Jennifer's like, "Yeah, you do look, you do look like you're old enough to be retired." <laughs> I'm like, "Really? Well, then you do too." Oh. Anyway. All right, take well, that story away.
1: Yeah, well, to pull out the um, title story here, uh, The Christianization of U.S. Foreign Policy, an article on newrepublic.com by Catherine Joyce. It's, it's a long article, um, and I'm not going to read all of it. I'll read the first paragraph here and then sort of summarize what's in it but we read that last thursday donald trump announced via twitter surprise surprise <laughs> his his you know news outlet of hey you know
0: twitter is awesome
1: yeah
0: the, the president thinks so
1: yeah um it's his, his communication platform of choice twitter uh, last thursday donald trump announced via twitter a radical shift in foreign policy saying it was time to recognize israel's sovereignty Over the occupied territory of Golan Heights, seized from Syria in 1981. As international headlines quickly pointed out, the tweet contradicted both international law and UN resolution. Uh, Seemed a transparent gift to embattled Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who, uh, you know, just weeks before. He faces re-election amid a corruption scandal. Well, obviously this article is not that recent because he was re-elected this week. And this was just weeks before he faces re-election amid a corruption scandal. And it cheered Israeli conservatives hoping to have Israel control of the West Bank recognized as well. Upon hearing the news, NBC reported Netanyahu hugged U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, who was visiting uh, Israel as part of a five day tour of the Middle East, Uh, less discussed was the way in which the tweet capped off a week showcasing the Trump administration's favored relationship with American evangelicals. Anyway, the article basically goes on to say and the and the proofs provided of huh. the I'll
0: be right back.
1: Okay, I'll be right here. that the proofs provided of the christianization of foreign policy are what other people are saying about uh the president vice president uh Mike uh, Pompeo uh, basically, calling Trump um, either you know a, a new you know comparing to the Persian King Cyrus who um, who released uh, the Jews after captivity in, in Babylon, what was Babylon had become the Medo Persian Empire. Anyway, the king, the Persian King Cyrus, who gave the decree to rebuild Jerusalem, basically um, prophesied in the book of Daniel. Anyway, so King Cyrus, you know, sending people back to Jerusalem to rebuild, uh, the city. Um, and, and they look at the fact that Mike Pence is an evangelical, Mike, uh, um, Pompeo is, a is an evangelical. And, and the Christian right, uh, Putting well, some of the Christian right putting so much hope into uh, Trump and and his um, I guess pro pro spiritual sort of outlook and the, he's gained some favor with the evangelicals and 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 self-identified you know Christian conservatives. But, anyway, and all my blathering on here probably could have just read the rest of the article. I don't know, it's pretty long. But, the whole idea of the Christianization of U.S. foreign policy, uh, that accusation is based on that those involved in U.S. foreign policy, the President, but especially... um, uh, Secretary of State and the Vice President are known evangelicals. I mean nobody said anything about the um the uh homosexualization of of education when um oh come on, what's his name uh Obama yeah well no Obama, but uh, the safe schools are um Kevin Jennings. and
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, it took me a minute. I knew it was Kevin something.
1: Yeah. Anyway, uh, when My he was named the brain. Safe School Czar and, and other people involved in education, no one decried the homos, homosexualization of education, even though, you know, the players involved were either, you know, out-identified homosexuals or support is thereof um so i i wouldn't look at you know as as a conservative christian self-identified i wouldn't look at u.s foreign policy and say that it's you know it's being christianized uh because some of the key players secretary of state and vice president are 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 christians and that and that the you know the christian right Political Christian right has favorable things to say about the president. Doesn't make for a Christianization of of U.S. foreign policy. I think what the I think what the article the the author of the article Catherine Joyce and others I think what the real beef is is this friendliness toward Israel, which which they can't. They really can't articulate or, you know, put facts and figures why Israel is evil and, you know, and, and the U.S. should not befriend Israel. Right. Uh, but there seems to be this overarching um, sentiment or dissentiment, you know, uh, that, that is really anti-Semitic or at least anti israel that oh you're just uh, you're just favoring Israel because you know it's biblical and you're in your religious underpinnings and stuff like that. That um, has nothing to do with the fact that they're the only um, uh, you know representative democracy in the Middle East. Um, that they so. they're only real ally to the United States in the area. You know, it couldn't be any of that. It has to be a. It has to be some Christianization thing, to.
0: Well, so Sean said Trump is attempting to be friends with many nations.
1: True. Right. So yeah, exactly. So how is it the Christianization of U.S. foreign policy? Because he's attempting to. Try not to uh-huh. be. a Thing. Hmm.
0: Interesting.
1: So, so, do you have any thoughts on that at all? Not really. <laughs> Were you listening
0: at all? No, I'm just kidding. No, I just think that Trump is a lightning rod for a lot of people, and I, he can't I, I win. Think, well, he, I, I think, think he, that's
1: he, by his own I doing know, he, a lot.
0: But really, he can't win. If he was the most perfect president in the whole world, if he appeased the Democrats any way that he could, you know, and actually was Mr. You know, perfect person. just just like Jesus. They were trying to kill him. I mean,
1: let's not go comparing Trump to Jesus. But what I'm saying is
0: that it wouldn't matter if he did everything that they wanted him to do; they would still go after him. Well,
1: he's he's not run-of-the-mill politician. He doesn't he doesn't speak out of both sides of his mouth and. And but, and he's not purposely vague.
0: He's a businessman. He's outspoken. And, I like him.
1: Yeah, he's outspoken and uh he's he's not out there to win friends and you know influence people.
0: I'm not comparing Trump to Jesus, okay? People. Uh, yeah, what I'm saying is that even if he was perfect like Jesus is, the democrats would try to kill him anyway. They would find something to be critical about. Which Yeah,
1: but he I'm just saying opinion, that he doesn't help himself. I'm
0: He doesn't care. See, yeah, I know, that's the but... thing. First of all, he's the oldest president we've ever had in this country. Yep. So he knows with age. Who cares? The older comes, you get, comes, who with the age a...
1: comes privilege. With age
0: <laughs> comes like, who cares what you think? Right. I mean, I know I'm not that age. Like, whatever you can think, whatever you want. You don't know me if you. I mean, you do because I'm. You know, what you see is what you get. Some evangelicals think he's perfect. Um, I would consider myself in that camp to a degree. And I would say he's far from perfect. I mean, I don't like how Trump, you know, has treated women. And I don't, but I also don't buy the lying media's line that he hates women or he's discriminatory or, or all this other stuff. Cause, cause he's not. He's not black and white at all. Pun intended. <laughs> uh, yeah. <sighs> well, you know. Uh-uh.
1: Just, just one, you know, along those lines. I want to pick up one more paragraph from this article.
0: Okay, you do that, um, bareface.
1: Apparently, Pompeo um, referred to or kind of alluded to um, you Trump being something akin to the story of, of Queen Esther. Uh because so, uh um,
0: Marlene says I think he's doing a good job for our country, something that none of them never done before. We,
1: yeah, yeah. Well and, it hasn't uh, been done in a while. Yeah, not Netanyahu um declared Trump's tweet. Trump's tweet about recognizing the Golan Heights as belonging to Israel, uh Netanyahu uh, called that a miracle of purim. Kareem. Sorry, Purim. Leon. Purim, saying say say. I'm
0: trying to stay awake.
1: Anyway, anyway, so just this this paragraph you talked about. Some people think it's perfect, whatever, and you don't. Anyway, along those lines. Okay. Uh, for Trump, it's particularly audacious comparison. Talking about the whole Esther, um, thing. Uh, Esther's story is that of a young Jewish woman in the harem of Persian king and through her wit, grace, and charm ends up as queen and able to avert the bloodlust of an anti-Semitic minister, uh, wrote Stephen Gardner, uh, an anthropologist and senior research analyst at Political Research Associates, wrote to me via email. In other words, quote, In other words, Esther was a woman placed in the terrifying and untenable position of sexual servitude, but nonetheless managed to save her people. No one less resembles that position than Donald Trump. And I'd say there are probably a lot of people that less resemble that, but you know certainly there is that you know, you say you know he could be perfect and you know still be a lightning rod. And I don't know, but because there are there are plenty of discussions. Jesus Even. was
0: perfect. And he was a lightning rod.
1: Well, yeah, but uh, d- 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 there you go. Like, I, There's no analogy between Jesus and Donald Trump. Just saying.
0: Gotcha. Well, there's some people that think Donald Trump is the Antichrist.
1: I wouldn't <laughs> I'm, I'm certainly like, go that far either.
0: But there's some on my Facebook page that think so. And I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, right. Nope, don't think so. So Anyway, he-
1: the, anyway, this article is just... Basically, because some of the players in U.S. foreign policy are identified Christians, and there have been uh, allusions to biblical things, that it's obviously, you know, a Christianization of U.S. foreign policy. Anyway,
0: I know so, the horror of it all. Even if yeah. it was, I mean, let's <laughs> say we had the Puritans that founded our help found our country on. <gasps> bible where did they get the idea guess where they got it they got it here in yeah. the book yeah. yeah like read it people okay anyway so all right so there's a couple of things i gotta share with you first of all really a phone call yeah it's my friend cindy i've known since high school sorry cindy i'm on air in case you didn't know that no she apparently didn't know that anyway uh she's like gonna be leaving me a message but um so we have a sponsor, but I also, before we get to Ariel Ministries, our sponsor, I want to tell you guys, there's two things that you can get if you follow two different Bitly links, okay? So, and I I haven't actually really done this much lately, but you guys know I have a Bible News Radio t-shirt. I also have a Daily Disciples shirt, and I have a Be Bold, Stand Up, Go With God, I have a Sweet and Lovable, and I have I Love You in a Non-Gay Way t-shirt, <laughs> which not one person has actually bought that one, but... That's kind of an inside joke anyway, but (laughs) anyway, if you guys want my shirt, you can go to bit.ly forward slash BNR radio shirt. There you go. Bit.ly forward slash BNR radio shirt. That stands for Bible news radio, radio shirt.
1: I didn't learn about this until now. So. I know.
0: So, Well, I put it in the Daily Disciples group. Anyway, it's in the Daily Disciples group. The reason I bring it up is because today, Vicki Fitch, she dressed her bear, Murphy, and the Bible News Radio. Murphy? She, yeah, Murphy. Like Murphy's Law. Okay. Anyway, she has a bear. She named it Murphy, or maybe its name was Murphy. I don't know. Anyway, she's it's wearing my Bible News Radio logo shirt, and I know some of you... Probably, you know, don't, um, you know, have a shirt of ours yet. You should. Why not? It's fun. It's cute. It's a nice shirt. Anyway, so if you go to bit.ly forward slash BNR radio shirt, and I actually tweeted it out on my Twitter account so you can go there. You can look at it. You can buy a shirt. The second one is, uh, let's see. My handout. This week I did a handout, um, for to help you scriptures to help you with worry stress and anxiety so you can go to bit.ly forward slash slh peace yes that's right peace people um stacy lynn harp peace is slh peace anyway it's just a pdf of scriptures that i made and made them look really pretty on a very nice pink graphic background because i like pink in case you didn't know that you figure that out right there see see the pink the pinky purples color Anyway, anyway uh so if you haven't got that yet go download it third thing is some of you have been wondering how come you're not texting me before my show well i'll tell you why because i've run out of text for the month and in order to get more texts it costs me a lot more money that i don't have <laughs> so if somebody would like to donate 40 dollars a month to put towards my text messaging service then please do and i'll buy more text messages. I I can't afford to at right now I can't afford to to buy more because um because I just don't have enough cuz our text message list has grown and so each text like 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 having 50 people on my text message list that means 50 texts are sent out. I only get 2000 a month. So I can't keep I can't send out text messages twice a day because I run out of the 2000. Uh if if I if I go to the $40 plan then I can actually Send out more. So that's why you've only been getting one for the last couple of days. (laughs) Because I ran out. Because I was running out. And I ran out. And it was fortunate I was only able to get today's text out. Fortunately, tomorrow, my monthly thing renews. Just so you know, in case you didn't know that. What was the link for the shirt again? Uh, The shirt is uh, BNR. Well, it's BN Bible News Radio Shirt. It's BN Radio Shirt. Okay. So it's bit.ly forward slash BN Radio Shirt. So there you have it right there. And somebody said I can okay. use Google for SMS. You could use Google free SMS really Okay, I don't know about that. So tell me if you can send me Ray Manny you if you can send me the info on that, then that would rock because you know I could save myself some money. Okay I'm, what?
1: I was just thinking you know that, um... I have it
0: but can you do it with can you do it with a whole list of people though that's the thing. I got like 50 people on my list. So, I am registered with Google boy. Anyway, okay. Third thing, Ariel Ministries Bible News Radio is, that's, Ariel is our sponsor, thank God. And here's the thing. If you go to ariel.org, right there, you see that in the right-hand corner down there, um, you can can learn about Ariel's Ministries Intensive Bible Teaching from a Messianic Jewish perspective. We have a brand new book out from Dr. Arnold G. Fruchtenbaum titled, The Feasts and Fasts of Israel. I can't read the subtitle. What's it say?
1: The Historic and Prophetic Significance.
0: Ah, there you go, right there. So that's the book you want to get this this month because that's the one that just came out. So you get that. Use the coupon code BIBLENEWS and save yourself 20%. Meanwhile, let letting Ariel know that you love us so much, that's why you're getting the stuff from them. And those of you who have bought from Ariel really do appreciate it because it's because you continue to patronize them. Or is it patronize? Patronize? Anyway.
1: What's a patronize? Usually. Yes. Usually people <laughs> use the short A if if it's in an A. Uh... In an insincere way. Yeah, anyway. Don't patronize me anyway.
0: Because you continue to buy stuff from them, they continue to sponsor our show, which we need the money really bad. So speaking of that, if you want to become a pillar of our community, not a pillager like Jennifer says, uh, you can go to (laughs) BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give. I have funny friends. What can I say? Uh, And just become a pillar of our community. You can donate whatever you want uh, once a month. You know, that way I know, okay, I can count on this. So, yay. In fact, I have one of my donors right now. They sent me a check. This is it today. They sent it. Um, I'm very thankful for that. And all that you guys do to donate to us, really appreciate it a lot, more than you know, because it really does help me and Randall out a lot. And it also says, hey, you know what? I listen to you almost every day or every day. I really appreciate the work you do. It's not much, but hey, you know, this is what I can you know, give back to you for giving to us, you know, every day. All right. So there's that. And then Legal Shield. If you're not a member of Legal Shield yet, now's the time to sign up. You can go to bitly forward slash L O J 2019. You can learn more there. Don't forget L O J is capitalized. Um go there, you know. This is such a great product, you guys. I I mean it really is. Um and I'm not just saying it to sell it to you. I really believe in this product. If I didn't I wouldn't be selling it. I wouldn't be offering it the value of it in fact i was talking to this young lady in quebec today about it and i was i was telling her i was telling her about the benefit of legal shield itself and she was like that is dope she kept saying the word dope i guess that's the cool word these day days anyway she was saying that's dope and i said yeah it really is it's kind of cool huh she's like yeah it's dope man i and i said <laughs> i said to her i said how much how much money do you think it would cost for a monthly subscription to get unlimited access to an attorney law firm who will write letters on your behalf, make calls on your behalf, plus all this other stuff, get your will done, all this other stuff. I asked her, I said, what do you think it would cost? And I said, you know, the average attorney is about 250 to 300 an hour. And she she looked and she said, she goes, I don't know, about $150 a month. I said, nope, not 150 bucks a month. It's 24 95 a month. She almost fell out of her chair. She was like shocked it was that low. And I said, that's right. It's that low because the attorneys are paid like millions of dollars, you know, and when you don't use the service as a member, especially if you're a member, you need to use it. Use it every week if you can. Abuse it to your, to your advantage. I don't mean abuse in a bad way. I just mean use it to your advantage. Think of anything you can use it for. You know, I've called them up and they've said, oh, you know what? I can't help with that. And I I called them up. I think the last thing I called them about was a medical bill that I got. I'm like. I cannot believe that they billed me this. And I'm like, is there anything I can do? And they're like, no, we can't really do anything. You know, I said, you can't even write a letter, you know, and and the the attorney says to me, don't you think it would be odd to get a letter, you know, from an attorney for this type of bill that's not that high? They're going to be wondering how you could afford an attorney. (laughs) It'd be kind of ironic that you're paying a, paying an attorney to write a letter. (laughs) Anyway. I was like, yeah, good point, which, which is the point. The point is, is everybody should have an attorney law firm in the back pocket or in the palm of their hand, you know, because, you know, why not? Rich people have it. And this is the thing as Christians, we really should be using this because we're wise as serpents and innocent as doves. And we should be protecting ourselves the best way that we can. Um, Also you know identity theft protection like you know Vicky last night in in our legal shield training she actually she coupled the two legal shield is the husband identity shield is the wife they go together right you shouldn't separate them because they empower you know they support one another id shield is amazing it really truly is and i'll tell you what i would not be without it i will never be without this product as far as i know you know because First of all, it's awesome to get my credit score all the time and get my social media monitors and my things that are, that are there. But with all the crime out there, I just wouldn't be without it anymore. I I love it. I love this product, which is why everybody I know. I sold I sold a, a full membership yesterday to that guy right there. He was at my networking group. That's Tony. And um, he's a worship leader over at Grace Chapel, Leaper Fork here in Tennessee, Anyway, it's a great thing. You guys should get it. If you don't have your will done yet, you need to get your will done. Get your advanced directives done. It's all included. That's it. 25 bucks a month, man. You know, set aside your Starbucks and your potato chips that you buy for fun and invest in yourself and your future and get something that you're going to use and it will help protect yourself, right? I know Bearface is going to use it for another thing recently because our house flooded, Right? But then, wait, you had a recall. Tell them about your truck thing, your car thing.
1: And and I talked to an attorney today.
0: Oh, you did? What happened?
1: Yeah, I just said, well, you know, contact them on your own and see how it goes. And then, mm-hmm. kind of, Well, let tell, us what, know.
0: tell them what the situation was, though, because this is nuts.
1: Well, basically, uh, you know, <laughs> I've got a semi-modern car. It's 13 years old, but... <laughs> When you're old as I am, thirteen year old, thirteen years for car isn't that old, because back in my day they were indicator <laughs> gauges mm-hmm. or at least lights, you know, of, you know, if there's something like oil pressure, water temperature. Or, well, if my car does have a water temperature gauge. You might have an oil pressure, but you know there are different, uh, you know, indicators or you know gauges to tell what's going on. These days, it's just a check engine light. If anything goes anything wrong from bumper to bumper, check engine. Yeah. So I went to the local auto parts store and had them. They'll do that for free. I learned that on Facebook. Um, <clears throat> most of the local auto parts stores, be the you know AutoZone or O'Reilly's or whatever, go there. And they have the diagnostic reader. And they'll put it in free and they'll tell you what the codes mean. And so it came up with these four codes all related to the um, fuel evaporation system, which is an emissions thing. So basically, as your gasoline is evaporating, it captures those fumes so as not to pollute the air. But
0: in Tennessee, we don't care about it.
1: Well, or do we? We do, but not in this county. In
0: our county where <laughs> we live, they don't care that we're We live on the seedy the
1: side of town, <laughs> the rural area.
0: It is kind of funny.
1: So, well. anyway. So with these codes, it could be anything from the gas cap not sealing to something wrong with the evaporation canister that collects these fumes. Anyway, so I took it in for service to have them, you know, I told them this is the codes came up and they looked at it. And then they discovered water in the evaporation system. And, and they knew that this was a common problem. And I looked up online, and sure enough, well reported, it's a design defect uh, that it was just not designed well for this particular model year. Um, and they issued a technical services bulletin, so when people came in, uh, if it came into to the dealer, you know, with these codes, then this is the way to deal with it. And if it was under... Within the period of the emissions warranty, which was thirty, which was uh, thirty-six months, thirty-six thousand miles, then go ahead and do it. But otherwise, it just costs. So, anyway, there were several. Just researched online, there were very several unhappy vehicle owners of the vehicle because they would come in at thirty-seven thousand or you know, forty or whatever and and have to pay for this cost of repair, um, you know, seven hundred dollars to replace this entire uh evap system uh because of a design flaw and an admitted design flaw on the part of the manufacturer. So I was so Stacy brought up, Well, hey <laughs> call up our our uh our attorney law firm, you I know mean, maybe they can get involved and maybe get some money back that why not worth a shot
0: i know that's my first thought at anything after god that's, that's... you like pray and then <laughs> the dog's barking
1: Yeah, I'm launching off of my lap
0: <laughs> yeah i think god first usually and then legal mm. shield second <laughs> like, yeah. okay lawyers it's, what can you do it's, for it's, us
1: it's been a training it's been a sort of reconditioning, but yeah, to have, to know that it's not going to cost you anything other than twenty four ninety five a month that you're already paying,
0: Well, just it, pick it, up a phone
1: and say, question about anything legal whatsoever. Well, that's
0: what, when I was talking to this girl from mm. Quebec earlier today, mm-hmm. I said, well, how much do you think it, you know, would, would cost a month? And she said the 150 bucks. And then I said, she goes, well, what if I just call them up? And, and I, I said, well, you get unlimited calls. She goes, okay, well, I don't know, what a... What a call! It would, it would call maybe cost me fifty to eighty dollars to pick up the phone and call a lawyer and just ask him one question, and I laughed when she said it because I was like, "No, with Legal Shield, you can just pick up the phone anytime you want. You can call them up as much as you want, and they might get sick of you." No, I'm just kidding. They won't get sick of you because it's it's the way I've equated it. It's like a gym membership. You know, you spend you spend all that money on a gym membership. Uh, and, and then you don't go to the gym, you know, so few people use their service. In fact, those of you who are members already, if you have not got your will done, look, granted, it took me eight, almost 10 months to get mine done. Just saying, now that I got mine done, you need to get yours done. Especially if you're a member and you have not gotten it done yet, get your will done. Do it. I have to tell you, there's something kind of like a sobering (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> about doing your will um at least for me it's like oh my gosh it's <gasps> but satisfying <gasps> as well huh
1: but satisfying as well yeah
0: it's sobering i don't mean it in I know a that's... mean way but in a bad way it's it's like it's it's like okay it's done let's... it's
1: taken care of right if something happens to us then
0: then people know. that we put in the will will have to deal with it
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: yeah we don't have children, so he's surprised. Who peep Some people might be surprised they're actually in the will, or some people might be surprised they're not in the will. <laughs> anyway, no, I don't know. Grover and Tuggy Bear. Well, just saying. No. Uh, yeah. What what else was I gonna tell you? Is that it? I think that was it. I think. Yeah. Anyway, we went over time, but you know, it is what it is. And we'll let you know. We'll keep you up to date on what happens, you know, if we can, you know, you never know. Maybe we'll get some money back from that clear issue with the dealer. You know, they they know this. They should do a recall on it. Have they done it? No. Probably because it's not life threatening. But still, it's like, Randall, did you already pay the 700 bucks to get that done?
1: Um, yeah, it needed to get done.
0: Okay, yeah. It wasn't
1: and it wasn't affecting the operation of the vehicle yeah. except that the check engine light was on and right. if anything else should go wrong that it, really was you wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Right. So I had to clear that and not just by pulling wires right. but actually addressing the issue that was causing so it. So
0: you just put out seven hundred for your car. We just put out 1,000 for mine because I had to get the timing belt replaced. Even though I only have 45,000 miles on my 13-year-old car. (laughs) They're like, you need to replace the timing belt because of of it broke at this age. It could really kill the rest of your car. And because my car has such so few mileage on it, you know. um, Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. If you want to donate today, go for it. That would help. (laughs) Alright, everybody, hey. I guess tomorrow Bearface will be doing weekends in the word with Bearface and um
1: <laughs> it's not called that, just so you know.
0: Pastor Bearface at mm. your service. Be funny if people start thinking that your last name's Bearface. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, they would think your last name was Bearface as well.
0: Stacey Lynn Bearface. Kinda like that better than Harp. Yeah. Stacey S L B. Slib. well anyway it beats my maiden name anyway (laughs) anyway I hope you guys have a good day have a good rest of your day thank you so much for uh, watching us and being a part of our show for being our friends and I hope that you know hope that you hope that you got something out of it I enjoyed it so uh, anyway hope you have a good rest of your day we'll see you tomorrow lord willing be bold people Stand up and go with God because he loves you. Yeah, he does. We'll see you later.